Well, hello, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Lessons and Legacies in Between Seasons. I have never come this, like, I've never come live this late before, um, and the reason why I am doing so tonight is because I had a situation happen today that was uh, a little unnerving. I have not been able to let go of it. Uh, my whole house is asleep right now, and I know if I don't get this out, I will not be able to sleep myself either. So I am coming to you guys with true life lessons that uh, hopefully will be some legacies for me to leave behind for my kids and the ones that I love. Um, it is a Saturday night. It's just after 11. Uh, again, I never come on broadcast this late, um, but I find this kind of pertinent. So, all right, I'm just going to go with it. So I want to know what would you do in this situation? And please forgive me for the lack of face. Again, this is end of the night. I can't sleep. And so I'm here um, trying to pick your guys' brains on the situation. And maybe I will be able to sleep afterwards. So um, <clears throat> I went for a walk today with my kids on the Greenway right outside my house. It's We're right along Little Sugar Creek. We have the woods. We've got a big creek. Tons of people always biking and walking and jogging and bringing their pets and dogs and all that stuff. So we also have a dog. And so we went for a walk today. I was walking the dog. The kids were riding their bike. And uh, so I usually let the kids go. There's uh, little segues of bridges. Like, okay, here's the first bridge we come to. And then I say, you can go to the next bridge because I can see. And then they turn around and come back until I get to the next bridge. And then I can see the next bridge. And it's kind of like the same situation. Um, so I would say, and I'm just comparing this to like football yards. Maybe, maybe these bridges are 100 yards apart. Maybe 75 to 100 yards apart. Just ballpark. Going off football terms here. Um, so just like any other day, we were taking the dog for a walk. And um, my youngest daughter loves animals. And uh, of course, somebody else is walking their dog along the path. And so she like is circling her bike around in that area like, oh, cute dog. Can I pet it? Like, And I always tell her not to because our dog happens to be, I mean, he's super, super friendly but he cannot control himself. So anytime he sees another dog, he wants to like oh, run towards the animal. And so it makes the owner nervous. It makes the other dog nervous. He looks like he wants to attack, <clears throat> but he's always just like, all he wants to do is smell him. And then he like goes on his merry way. <clears throat> However, it's not something that myself, I like to deal with. So I tell them if we're out walking the dog, please don't be like, don't be taking the time to stop and visit the other dogs. If we're in front of our house and people are walking by and you want to pet the dogs, that's fine. But when we're walking our dog, 
which we need to train not to do this kind of stuff. Please don't take the time to stop. Let's keep moving. Let's get him in, in the routine, right? So this happens. My youngest daughter stops petting the other dog. I'm about like 50 yards behind her, okay? Hey, Precious, I'm so glad you're here. I need freaking feedback. I, this is the first ever like Lessons and Legacies rant. I've never come on this late before. And I look, I can't sleep. <laughs> this is a thing. So I need your feedback. Thank you for being here. I need you. I was like, please, God, let somebody come on and give me some some kind of feedback here. So I don't know how much you heard. But anyways, walking the dog. Sophie stops. I always let them go about 100 yards off when they're riding their bike and then they turn around and come back. It's bridge to bridge on the greenway. All right. You've seen my house. You know where I live. You know what it's all about. Sophie, she's off. She stops. She stops her bike to pet another dog. And, you know, Dave is taking me for a walk. Dave is my dog's name, by the way. Dave the dog. He's taking me for a walk. Okay. And he wants, all he wants to do is like check out the other dog, which I noticed by the way the, the other dog peed, it was a female. So he extra wanted to check it out, right? Charlotte did her right thing. She circled back, came back to me and I said, please go tell your sister, stop petting that dog, get on her bike and keep moving because like, otherwise we're going to be paired up next to this dude walking his dog the whole time. And our dog is going to be freaking out. Like, you know, so I was like, go tell her come on, we got to walk our dog. Nice, nice petting and all. <sighs> uh, this is seared in my brain and it's never going to go away. Charlotte turns around. This is my older child. I have my eight-year-old, almost eight-year-old and almost 10-year-old. Okay. They're close to changing. So my older one goes to tell my younger one, Stop, stop. Come on. Mom's coming with the dog. We got to keep moving. Otherwise, you know, mom's going for a walk the rest of the time. She gets right close to my daughter and something. I don't know what happens at this point, but just so you guys know, so this is not like a long drawn out 30 minute video. What had happened was it, it what I saw was her go completely flipping straight forward over the front of her bike. Her bike like literally went over the top of her. It was a somersault situation there. I was like, <laughs> it was, I, it was the most horrific thing out of all the stuff my kids have. And we've gone to emergency rooms before, but this was the most horrific thing I've ever seen either one of my kids do. Like, I have no idea how the hell we were not in the emergency room tonight, but um, so this happens. What had happened was her foot, she, as she was turning her bike, her foot slipped off the pedal and it got stuck between like that metal wheel well and the wheel. And so it literally stopped the bike and she did go tumbling face first over straight into the ground. Her head went, did this on the ground. I was like, <gasps> and I, I'm 50 yards away. I'm 50 yards away. Sophie was to her, whatever. Okay. Now, let me pause you so I can take a breath first. Let me pause you. Let me remind you, there is a gentleman there that Sophie was petting the dog. My youngest child was standing there with a gentleman, I would guess between the age of 50 and 60 years old, 
He's dressed in good sports gear. It looked like a golfer dude kind of um, walking this. The dog was even smaller than my dog. My dog is about 40 pounds. So this dog, I would guess, was probably like between a 20 and 30 pound mark. Uh, walking the dog, glasses on, doing his thing, whatever. He had let my daughter sit there and pet his dog, blah, blah, blah. And as my older daughter came back, had the accident, literally had the accident, the face for first bike tumble over, like literally over the top of her head. It was like Cirque du Soleil shit. It was, uh, I thought for sure when her face came up, we were like 911 going to the emergency room. Like I can't even drive her an ambulance needed. It was the most insane shit I've ever seen. So here's the thing. This guy, he stood there. He stood there and he stared at my daughter. He watched my other daughter run to my daughter. And this was all in within no more than a four feet proximity to this gentleman. Okay. Um, and he just stared. I was 50 yards away. I literally, and I'm being true. This is lessons and legacies, y'all. I literally pissed myself the entire way running, like peed my pants, peeing down my legs. I swear to God, I thought my kid had just died. It was just blows my mind how big that flip was. It was insane. Um, my phone flew out of my pocket. Precious, you're here. You were here the last time I lost my phone in the lake. This, I didn't even look back, girl. I kept running. I was running. I had the dog. And I was like, oh, my God. And I started swearing. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, baby. Oh, my God. I'm screaming, screaming. It took probably 20 seconds for me to get to her. And for me, that felt like 20 years. This guy continued to just stand there. He didn't open his mouth. He didn't ask my daughter, are you okay? He didn't wave at me. He didn't do anything. As soon as I got to my daughter, I picked her, her she was tangled in her bike still at this point. She is tangled on the ground screaming and my other little daughter's there. He is standing there. Doesn't look like no weird walk of life. He looked like a pretty well-to-do dude. Again, between 50 and 60 years old. Like, um, So I get up there. I grab her up off the ground. And I've got her. I'm like, oh, my God, are you okay? She was complaining about her stomach and her ribs and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, ah, freaking out, freaking out. I'm asking, are you okay? This and that. The guy. He's still just standing there. I grabbed my daughter close to me and I had my other one behind me. And I looked at him and I said, are you fucking serious? Sorry to drop the F-bomb y'all on Facebook. I was irate. I'm sorry. I'm dropping my opinion right now. I need to hear your guys' opinions. How did you just stand there and watch an accident happen? I'm sorry. Let me just let me just take this back real quick. How many of y'all have ever seen anybody fall off their bikes before? I don't care if they're 90. I don't care if they're 20, 18, 5, 2, 
don't you normally go rushing to the, because like when you fall off a bike, it's kind of, it's, ah, there's a lot of shit that can go wrong, right? A lot. Dude just stood there the whole time. And it wasn't until I started like, are you serious? You couldn't say anything. You couldn't do anything. You couldn't. Oh. And then he turned around and walked away. Never said one word to me and just walked away. Hmm. So in the meantime, I'm picking up the pieces here. I have to like wrangle the dog, wheel the one bike home. Charlotte's hobbling. Sophie's crying because she's worried about her sister. Um, and then we've got a couple of bikers coming at us. And I'm like, I can see my phone off in the distance. And I was like, stop, stop, wait, stop, wait, doing all the motions. And they kept looking behind them. They kept looking everywhere behind them. And I was like, the phone's in the road. Ah. And it literally, dude came like this close, take it, nicking my phone. And he stopped about this far after it. And he's like, what is, what is wrong? And I said, uh, yeah, you almost just ran over my phone. We just had a bad accident, blah, 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 trying to get back. My phone was left behind. And he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't hear you. And then kept going. He sees my, this is the second person who was also accompanied by a partner. So this is three males. All I would venture to say between the 45 to 60 bracket, including these second two, two other males come by. They stop. I just said, we just had a really bad accident. My daughter, I'm wheeling the bike, having the dog. Both my kids are crying. And they're like, oh, sorry, we didn't see the phone. And they kept going. Again, nobody stopped. Nobody said a thing. I was shaking when I got home. I was so, oh, man. And the kids know. The kids knew. I said, I was, I, I told, I'm like, I'm going to wait for that guy at the mailbox because he's only got one way out that greenway and it's right past our house. And I just wanted to be like, what part of you, grown as adult man, is okay with seeing a child fully front flip over the bike, seeing a panicked mother, Another child screaming and crying. All this happening and you're just sitting there and watching it the whole time and you walk away. Not one word came out of this dude's mouth. And then the other two that came by. Oh, sorry. And then just kept going. So I kind of ran this. So first of all, that's the question. What would you guys do? What would you do? I've seen people fall off their bikes before. I've seen, like, again, the whole gamut. I've seen people get hurt before, and my instant reaction is to just freaking run and help. Like, oh, my God, are you okay? You know, some people laugh. Some people run. Some people, what would you do? What would you do? Keep in mind, this is a child, and you're seeing there's multiple children and a screaming parent running from yards away like, ah, oh, my heart's going right now. It's bugging me out. I can't sleep on it. I told this story to my husband, not with this much uh, heat. Again, mm, this is, he didn't see it. And I I, mm, I told him this is like the, her, the, the most horrific thing I have ever seen happen to any child. Like this was an insane, you guys ever see the show Jackass from back in the day where all they did was these insane, crazy stunts? and would purposely try to do this shit. Like 
I, I have no idea. It was like by the grace of God and angels wings that my daughter was not. Ah, I just, it was insane. Um, but so I brought this up to my husband and he was like, well, what about COVID? What about pandemic? What about maybe he didn't want to touch the kids? I'm like, he sees me running from 50 yards away going, oh shit, oh my God, are you okay? I'm literally peeing my pants running, stuff flying out my pockets, the dog, the dog's pulling me along. Like it was, even the dog knew it was a situation, you know? It's like, wouldn't you at least be like, are you okay? Wave the parent on, it's okay, I'm here, she's okay, give a thumbs up, thumbs down, hurry, something. There was no reaction. And then, you know, and it didn't even really occur to me until I, I came live with you guys, this, the reaction of the other two bikers that came after. Nobody, like, gave a shit. But he, he brought up that whole pandemic situation. So I ask you, in the name of pandemic, what would you do? Nobody had masks on. I know, and this is me, and this is just who I am, and I'm not judging you for what you do, what you say you would do, wouldn't do. I, I am not judging. I'm saying that there was a emergency kind of situation there, and three males walked by three females, two children, one mom, injury, crying, situation, nothing. Mm, I'm sorry. I don't care if we're on a freaking battlefield and if it's spiritual battlefield or if it's a war or if it's COVID, man, if I see somebody hurt and in need, I'm going to do something. I don't have to go give that person CPR or really get in the bubble of their face to get COVID. Mm. I do appreciate the fact that my husband brought that up, but I mean, if the guy was really that concerned about it, he should have been having a mask on. I just am blown the flip away that it was me and my two little girls. There was this crazy freaking accident. The biggest one I've had, it, 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 it's not the biggest one. Like this one didn't land us in the emergency room. It's the biggest one I've ever seen, but I swear to God, there was angel wings under my daughter because what I saw, wow. Woo. So yeah. What would you do? What would you do? So precious says, OMG. I know. Right. I know. This is why I can't sleep. I'm just, it's, I'm like, what is happening to the character right now? I don't understand. Um, Precious says, I can, un I can understand the no touching in pandemic, but the no speaking is the part that's unexplainable. He didn't even say anything to me. Even when I started like dropping some stuff, I was like, are you, are you serious? Like you see this happening and like, you can't do anything. Like she's tangled up on her bike face down in the cement and like crying and me running. And I'm like, you not a word, not one word to me, not to Charlotte, not to anything. And I was just, and then what was weird though, like I said, was the other two dudes that came biking up as we were wheeling back home and around the same age and just, you know, 
like, what's up? What's up with that? It's bugging me. It's bugging me to bits why nobody stopped. Nobody asked, is everything okay? Do you need help? Nothing. Like, what has happened? I know we're supposed to be socially distant, but like, you see emergencies? Like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I raised my hand. I will gladly take my risks at COVID to help somebody who is hurt in the street. I guess we're not all built the same. I just like, oh, I'm trying really hard right now to like keep some faith in humanity. This was like such a bogus thing to me tonight. I have always been like, mm, I always keep faith, man. And this was like a kind of a destroyer for me tonight. Like I thought this has woken up people in a good way. Um, but I guess just that's just in my perspective in my world. But I guess it really has maybe closed off people in another section of the world or, you know, psyche or whatever you want to call it. Maybe it's caused other people to be completely shut off. Um, I don't know. This was just bizarre. This was a completely bizarre experience to me. I can't I just I just can't ever, ever, ever imagine seeing somebody hurt in the street and not doing anything, not saying anything, not even a voice, not a word. And it wasn't one, it was three full grown men that came across my 36 year old self and my seven and nine year old girls. It just brought a world of wonder into my mind tonight. And I'm my, my heart hurts. I'm like, Oh, I'm kind of, I'm just appalled and, and freaked out about it in a little bit of a way. So I don't know. This is lessons and legacies, right? I just learned something today. I'm not really sure what it is, <laughs> except for the fact that, you know, better be uh, ready to just do it all on your own these days and don't expect everybody that happens to be in your path to help you. Um, Although you might be that type of person, not everybody out there is that type of person. Strangely enough, nobody on my path today was that person. And it was women and men, three women, three men. You know how I am with the numbers too. This is weird. It's just, I have just this weird, sticky, ugh, icky vibe that, about this whole like, mm, turning of the tides. I don't know. Something wrong. All right, precious, what you got? That's the key. We are not built the same. That's why it's important to shine your light because so many people live in the dark. Yeah, I know. I was trying to be spewing light out of my mouth at that dark situation earlier. Mm. If the kids weren't there, boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> it was everything I could do to really try to tame the tongue. I, I did, I did get a couple nasty licks in there, but not anything like the kids were supportive. You know? <laughs> it wasn't anything bad, bad, but I did drop a couple not so nice words was like, are you serious? And like my, uh, 
So yeah, it's a what would you do? So that's the question. Precious, you're here. What would you have done? Let's say it was you and Rayvon. You and Rayvon and Big Man, just you three out there. And I know they're boys, but pretend like maybe they were like younger, younger than my kids so that they were like same strength, you know? <laughs> if you were out and it was just you and the two boys and you had a dog pulling you along and there was homeboy up there and Rayvon was up there petting the dog and Big Man and you told Big Man, go tell him, get up on his bike and get going because otherwise Cujo is going to pull me for a ride here. And accident happens and that whole thing played out. What would you feel? What would you do? I reacted on pure adrenaline because I swear to God, I thought, I thought for sure we were we were getting hauled out of there. Not, I was not, there was no me walking them back to the house. It was like, somebody's coming to get us. It was that bad looking. Um, and praise God again. But what would you do? What would you do if that happened to you? And that dude, and then the other dudes, and then you came back and you couldn't go. This is where I am. That I cannot go to sleep right now. I have just been sitting here. It's been giving me anxiety. I'm just like, I can't believe that many men walked and passed and nobody gave a damn. What happened to humanity? Aren't we all in this together? Like, I'm sorry. I'm a softie like that. It's my uh, super sensitive energy. I'm an empath like that. I'm just torn apart a bit by it. So I have to share this, man. I'm not sure what the lesson is in it, but it's stirring me in not like the best of ways. All right. Precious says, everyone is not the same and many have not even experienced love the way that you do. Good. That's true. That's true. Um, so think it's a gift to see how much you stand out in the world with your love and you're necessary. I get that. I'm just like, like, I don't know. I just, I've encountered people that don't have souls before. And this was not a person that didn't have a soul. These were, these were like normal people who just didn't give a crap. I'm like, these, these were not like soulless people that gave me bad oogie boogie vibes, you know, like there was no negative. It was just like, nobody cared. Like it was like, Oh, no big deal. And like, do you see what's happening right now? It was like the first time I went to New York, the first five minutes I spent out of the subway and on the actual streets, uh, a taxi cab rear-ended another taxi cab and everybody just kept walking. Nobody stops. Nobody just, everybody just keeps going. Nobody stops at the traffic lights, taxi, nobody stops in New York and just goes, you know? And that was like what it felt like. And it was like, do I, do, do you guys see us? Are we invisible? It felt like that for a minute. Like, are we in this weird vortex right now? Does this guy not even see us? He didn't even respond to me when I was pissed off and yelling. Like, are you serious? You couldn't do anything to just ask or like help pick her bike up or something? Like, he just, it was like blank, all chill. 
it was just weird. I'm telling you, it was the most bizarre, weird thing I've ever encountered. Very unnerving. Very, very unnerving. Um, Persia says, let's see. Oh, wait. Oh, I took that off. Ah, I am the person that lets go. If I expected everyone to care like me, I would be often disappointed. Welcome to my world, I guess. I don't expect everybody to care like me, but I do expect everybody to care, you know, to care just on one level or another. You can care out of one, just don't not care. If you're a not carer, psh, in my world, like I will pray for you, but not in my zone. If you have a one, anywhere from a one up, good. That's great. You have a soul, you know? <laughs> I'm like, how do you just do nothing? I don't know. I am a person. I will give I will give my life for people though. So I I guess I'm the extreme opposite end of the spectrum as the other dudes. Or the one for, for sure. The other guys were like riding bikes, so I might give them a pass, but the other guy was like hanging out forever, you know? Precious says, I have alligator skin with the life I've lived. I don't take things personally because that's what you are doing. It's their plan, not your problem at the time they saw. Yeah. Oh, it's their pain. It's their pain, not your problem at the time they saw. I have to think on that one. Mm. Still, I don't know. I still have my maternal stuff overriding you. Precious. Mm. <laughs> All right. Next one says from Precious, they're in a level of pain that they can't acknowledge, that they can't acknowledge you. It's a numbness that's in the world. And that's why God is calling for all healers in this season. There it is. All right. I'll accept that one. I'll take that. That's the truth. That's truth. I'm going to read that one again. So these dudes, all these people who chose not to acknowledge, not to say a word, not to help, lift a finger, offer even a word, nothing. They are in a level of pain that they can't acknowledge you. It's a numbness that the world, that's, it's, it, it is, it's a numbness that the world is experiencing right now. I believe that. And that's kind of like what I feel like Nate said earlier when in his few words, when we talked about it, Precious, he said that he was like, what if it's a pandemic thing? What if it's COVID? And he didn't want to like touch the kid. I'm like, you can't. He just stood there. Like, <laughs> no, nothing. No body language, no voice. No, are you okay? No leaning, no nothing. He just stood the whole time, just stood and I was like, it's, that's, I guess, I don't know. That's like the weirdest. It's just so unsettling to me. Like, how do you just do that? It just, I don't know. It just leaves me with like an icky sticky vibe. I feel like I need to sage the house. Maybe I need to sage me. Maybe it's my own shit coming over me about it. But it's, uh, it was a, just a horrible experience. Um, and yes, all healers all healers in the season. God is calling all healers. I'm a healer. Precious, you're a healer. I believe my kids are healers. I know your kids are healers. I know your husband's a healer. 
working on mine. He heals. He just has to believe that he does. He does heal. I've seen him do it. Um, he's just got to believe it. And he'll be so powerful. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. Very bizarre. So it was, yeah, it was a what would you do kind of situation. Precious says, you had your family, the whole COVID. Some people have no one, so they are detached. It's been a year. I know. Well, yeah, and that goes both ways, too, you know. Not everybody that's uh, cooped up together does well together either, you know. I do, I do all right most of the time. I do all right. I do great with my kids, you know, but, like, all families... Not all components work great together when we're all cooped up, you know. Everybody, everybody's going through on their through our own seasons with this COVID stuff. Um, but I do expect us all to um, still care for each other. I do realize that this has brought a lot of walls up for a lot of people, and a lot of fear, a lot of worry, a lot of doubt, a lot of uncertainty maybe i mean i am a faith 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 of a mustard seed person you know faith 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 moves mountains but not everybody out there has that and it doesn't make me love people who don't have faith any less you know i want to meet everybody where they are that's the type of person that i am and so knowing that i feel this way when i have that character or i am that type of person and it still vibed with me this bad. I'm also, I'm, I'm, I do have a good keen sense of discernment a lot of the time too. And, but I just have wonderment right now. Like I feel that I'm sensing because of this situation that happened today, like I'm sensing more from the collective whole, like there is a lot of people there are a lot of people in this world right now that are like that, that a lot of people have closed off, shut down. And, um, and there's a lot of people out there that are waking up. <laughs> there's a ton of people out there that are waking up. Lights are going on and we're like, it's assignment time. Like you say, precious, like there is an army that, that there's armies out there. Lots of us out there um, activated and ready to roll, but there's also people maybe that were, and because of the situation have shut down as well. And I don't know, it's just, I don't know. I've tried to put it in the best, most concise, clear words as I can tonight and paint the best picture, but the feeling, I guess I, it's just part of who I am. It is the empath in me is, it's a blessing and a curse all at the same time. Um, I, oh, I just feel like there's something off. Something's off with people right now. And I, I get it, you know, there's vaccines and health and all this stuff in school. Now school's going back again for a lot of places and the weather's all haywire and money and finances and life. And I get it, but we are supposed to serve one another. We are like species. We should help each other. It just, oh, 
especially when it comes to kids, man. That's that's another big thing. It's like it was a kid that was hurt. It's not like you're going and touching another 40 year old person or a 30 year old or 18 year old or a 50 year old or a 90 year old. It's like it was a kid, not even 10. It's a baby. Ugh. So I don't know. Precious says, um, I'm talking, I'm taking, I'm, wait, I'm taking from your heart space or I'm talking from your heart space. You have a different perspective. Maybe it's saying you're talking from your heart space and you have a different perspective. That's why you feel the way you do. The world is full of experiences which create perspective. Whether it aligns with us or not is just real people. It's just real people who are made up differently. Yeah, I know. I know. I know, I know that, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that we're all different. That's why I wrote my book. It is my mission. I die to see everybody connect and unite. This is why this stuff kills me. This is why this kills me. I'm like, ah, I don't know. It's not, it's not like it was an issue over dog poop on the greenway path. It was somebody that was bleeding, tangled up, and there was a, emergency situation there and with children and a woman although I'm a pretty badass woman I mean I handled it anyways and cursed him out slightly because I was in front of my kids I didn't drop any big ones but I was like for real and you can tell that I want to say a lot of bad words still so this is why I came for therapy, late night therapy with lessons and legacies. What would you do? This could be a fun late night segment once a month. I don't know. Um, thank you, Precious. I appreciate it. I, uh, I need to be talked off the ledge sometimes. It's not like I'm on a ledge. It's not like I'm in a irate, crazy way. I'm just like, it, it, it sends me in a tailspin when humanity disappoints me, like I am human. I know there are good people and bad people. I think all people are good. We're all born this, you know, we're all born human. We all have the capacity to go both ways and it's a choice. We are all born with free will too. Um, and to just see, I've just seen so many shifts over my three decades here on this, almost four decades here on this earth, um, just to see how people move from love to hate, to not caring at all, to complacency, to impartialness, like putting butter on bread, easy, whatever. So desensitized, so easily swayed and shut down and fired up both. It's just, we're anomalies in, in my mind. I, I think we we need some control. We all need some control and awareness, like spiritual self-control, self-awareness. That's what I'm going to say. I don't like the word control. Um, I'm going to go with the Bill William Brown thing. I'm going to say we all need self-awareness. And if we all were more aware of ourselves, that the rest of it would be a little bit easier to handle, you know? Expectations will keep us bothered. You know, it's funny you say that, Precious. You and my mom are always on point with your uh, your little uh, 
adages there. Um, my mom, one of the big things she always said to me growing up was no expectations, no disappointments. And she started telling me that when I was really little, like before 10. And uh, I remember the first time I had a probation. Well, I only had a probation officer once. Um, and it was because I snuck out of my house into my driveway and I got caught by a police officer driving down my street. And I was literally sitting in my driveway with my boyfriend. We were not doing anything. It was we were sitting literally on the driveway on the cement and it happened to be like 11 o'clock at night and that's how I got popped. Anyways, probation ensued after that because my parents wanted to teach me a lesson. And uh, when I told that to my probation officer, I said that to him often, no expectations, no disappointments. He always said, that's a really down way of looking at things like you'll never be happy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I'll just never be disappointed. Like I don't go into things looking back, looking like looking at things like the glass half empty. I just go into things like I am happy with whatever happens. You know, <laughs> like I am gonna make it happen. I, like it's gonna work for my good. Keep that anastrophic mindset, right? Everything's working for your good. Whatever happens is meant to happen, and I know I can work with it. You know. I do remember the times in my life where I did have walls up and I did shut down. Um, but like, I've never, I don't think I've ever walked away from anybody. I've, I, I will say this for a fact. I have never seen anybody injured and walked away from it ever. I might've seen somebody crying and been like, okay, well, you need to cry this out because we already tried this for an hour, that kind of thing. I'm always there. Um, but I've never seen somebody injured and walk away, especially a kid. I don't know. And I think you're right, Precious. Times are changing and people, people are changing and people are numbing because we've had to. People have lost a lot. People have lost loved ones. This has all been out of our control. We've all been locked in the houses. We've now, like, I know there's a lot of jobs. Like, if you want to keep your job, you have to get a vaccination, even if you don't believe in that or want to do that. Um, you know, I don't, there's just, there's just so much. I understand. I get it. But, like, ah, uh, I just would pray, and I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to do it because God makes everything better. I want to pray, God, right now. Heavenly Father, I want to ask you right now, you command so many angel armies, and you have so many earth angels down here, so many children down here that just don't know what to do. Every day is a different story. And, you know, a lot of us have hope. Some of us have faith. And some of us have nothing. Your children feel a little bit lost right now, I think, as a collective. A little uncertain. A little scared. People are changing. We're losing. The world's changing. We're losing loved ones. We're losing our identities, you know, like even our older generation of people, like the times the technology is changing and they're being forced to have to go into these new ways because of pandemic, because of these issues, 
because of the way things are changing, God. Nobody knows the big picture but you. My God, my Father, I want to ask you to send an angel, at least one angel, to every single soul in this world tonight. Every single soul. And let that angel whisper a promise. Let that angel light a little fire in every soul's heart and whisper the reminder of your promise. We are your children. You will never leave us behind. We can do all things through you. We do not need to lean on our own understanding. You want nothing but the best for us. We were created in your image. God, I ask for your help in healing this world, for healing every heart, for every soul in this world, and not just for the humans, but for the animals and for our planet and for the energy, for the energy in the universe, all the way through and through. Help us all to forgive one another and to forgive ourselves. And I ask you, God, to please flood this whole world and every single soul with your Holy Spirit and love. As love is the key to it all. Help us all to find the blessings in our lesson, lessons, God. In Jesus' name I pray. And one more time, God, I just want to say it one more time. Forgiveness. Help us all invite forgiveness in. Myself, please, God, help me forgive. Help me forgive for that which I don't understand. Help me love instead. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. There. Well, I don't feel so bad anymore. Guess I could have prayed in the beginning. I don't know. Well, that's what I come here for, though, is to share. If I don't uh, share these kinds of experiences, then, you know, you guys might go through the same kind of situation and toil for as many hours as I just did. Now you could just watch like this 30 minute video and get over it. It took me about eight hours. So, Precious, I love you. Thank you for always being there, for always supporting me. And uh, I'm glad you showed up. I never come on this late. This is bizarre yet again. But God's always there when you need him. It always works out as it should. So I hope that this was a wonderful lesson for you guys. It was for me. I now know what I would do next time. And that would be... Call Precious and pray. <laughs> I love you with all my heart. Um, seriously, I hope you guys uh, found some. I hope this makes a difference. I hope this makes a difference, honestly. Bare face, bare emotion, for real, and all. Um, this is real life. 
real life. This is what it looks like these days. And uh, thank you for being here and joining in. And thank you again for your feedback. Yes, you are. <laughs> Precious, you're a night owl. I know. Now I'm I'm gonna be up for another hour. It is Saturday, right? I have I've been a working crazy fool. I worked like 13 hours on the computer yesterday. I worked till two o'clock on the computer from eight to two today, and then I had to grocery shop and do all the things. Like and then, you know, tragedy on the Greenway ensued, and then my whole. Uh, after dinner and tucking everybody in and yeah now i'm gonna go watch some uh probably either some chappelle show i've been bouncing back and forth between two things dave chappelle show replays love it um and then the replays of i don't know if you guys see this it's on netflix it's like the inferno it's a uh, road rules versus the real world they pit against each other it's just they're like 20 minute long episodes of drama and crazy challenges and late night nonsense. I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to have myself a glass of wine, watch some nonsense and go to bed. I feel so much lighter. I do. You guys could tell when I came. If you go and just if you're finishing this out with me, go back when this ends and watch the first two minutes of the replay. Check me now and check me in the beginning. Thank you guys for being there. Y'all healed me. It's always a pleasure to come and it's always healing to come and be part of sharing the real, real deal junk that happens in life. And thank you guys for letting me get some of the stuff off my chest and uh, for being so supporting and loving. So remember, there is always a blessing in every lesson and mine just happened here. And if you guys don't see this every time I come on, y'all ain't watching close enough. So uh, season two officially starts on Monday. Whoop, whoop. I'll see you guys then. And uh, don't forget, tune in Sunday, 11 a.m. at, uh, it's Disconnect to Connect One Word Conversations with William Brown, myself, Melissa Price, Precious Pauling, where we do our view and we wrap up all the words for the week. And uh, there's always laughter, tears, joy, sometimes bloopers, often shenanigans. So come catch us at 11 a.m. on Sunday. And uh, I'll see you guys for season two, episode one, Monday at 2 p.m. Thank you again. I love you all. And see? <laughs>